This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. This is Rogue. I'm your host, Jeff Gibbard. Today on Rogue, tell me, who are you and what is your superpower? Jeff, great to be here. My name is Brian Clayton, CEO of GreenPow, and my superpower is punching above my weight with what I call tripwires. Uh, GreenPow today is a $30 million a year business, and nobody in a million years would have ever hired me to run a $30 million a year business if I hadn't punched above my weight for the last 22 years. And so that's my superpower. I love uh, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about because I, you know, I think uh, just even even the context of what Rogue is about is teaching people new superpowers, and really underlying all that is so that everyone can punch above whatever weight they're at right now, so to speak. So yeah. the the goal is that constantly getting stronger, smarter, faster, the whole thing. So I'm really excited for you to kind of break down what I would almost call like a meta ability. So let's talk about. Um, you know, how to punch above your weight. And I'm interested to hear about tripwires. But uh, before we get there, uh, can you talk a little bit about why it's important, why this makes the world a better place for people to know how to punch above their weight? Is there any sort of like potential for villainy here? Or is this kind of universally a good thing for people to to understand this ability? Yeah, well, I think first off, the most uh, enriching uh, thing anybody can do with their life is start a small business and grow it. So if you can punch above your weight and grow a business bigger than you, uh, then you and and achieve things and do things that you would never been able to do otherwise, I think that's a good thing. It's a good thing for you, your family, and your community and the world. Uh, I think if you look at any uh, city or town in the world or in the United States that is doing well, it's because small businesses are flourishing and 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 doing well and and, and causing that engine of growth. So I think it's a good thing and. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, it's a good thing for the world to punch above your weight and be more and do more and create more and and experience that. Yeah, I, and I vibe with that. And especially um, I, as someone who's a huge fan of solopreneurship, I love the idea of uh, solopreneurs punching above their weight because they're so often um, kind of outgunned when it yeah. comes to resources and teams and things like that. And if you're just a, a solo that's really good at what you do, you know, a freelancer, self-employed, it can be pretty tough. So I'm excited to learn more about that. Let's go back to the beginning of it because superheroes come in a lot of different flavors and and they kind of start off in different ways. And usually it's a blend of all three of these in some way, but I want you to kind of tell me which of these resonates most. There's kind of three different origin stories of superheroes. There's the Superman kind of origin where you are kind of born with it. You're from the planet Krypton. It's part of your cells. The yellow sun's radiation makes you stronger and faster, right? There's the something happened type story. So you get bitten by a radioactive spider and then all of a sudden you're given precognition and the ability to uh, sense you know, danger when it's happening and then move with the agility of a spider. Or something tragic happens or something eventful happens and you decide to devote your life and train a la Batman. And then you decide to learn all of the martial arts and become the world's greatest detective. So those are kind of the three general origin stories of superheroes uh, and, and where they get their powers and their abilities. I'm curious for you, which one resonates most? Is this something that you were born with? Is this something that you developed after something happened uh, either by training or by just a consequence of that event? Yeah, I think I probably fall into the uh, the third camp where nothing special about me or the guy or the superhero uh, just just worked his butt off and little by little inched his way towards developing a superpower. And and for me, I remember like 
back in the day, I, I used to love the Punisher. And I think that I loved the thing the most about him was he was just an ordinary dude who 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 was an animal. And yeah. I think that's one of the cool things about business is that you don't have to be particularly talented. You don't have to have this superpower innately in you. You can develop and grow these things. You can acquire them uh, through through the evolution that you're going to go through growing alongside your business. And that's like one of the funnest things about it to me. Looking back 22 years in business, every two or three years, I've evolved into a whole new person. Uh, there's things that the business required that I learn, uh, people that I that I had to become uh, to 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 run the business. You know, even going from five to ten to fifty employees, you got to become a good leader. You got to become a good manager. Nobody teaches these these things, and so we we have to evolve alongside the business's growth. So I probably fall into that third camp. Average dude who just got in the game and, and started evolving along with it. When you look at the uh, topic we're about to go into next, which is um, how to punch above your weight class using tripwires. And when you really think about that and you look at your story, do you think it's innately kind of more uh, something that would attract people who are the Batman types that they're willing to put in the work, the hard work? Or do you think that they're... Um, there's an element of really anybody of any any type of stripe of how they could punch above their weight class that there's people with unique abilities that could also move in this direction or do you think that it's really kind of a core to to the philosophy of punching above your weight that you kind of have to have that hustle and grind hard work sort of mentality about it i think it certainly fits with that type of individual i i think if you have a chip on your shoulder that you just want to be more do more in life and that this business is going to be the thing that gets you there I think it it fits it fits that type of individual. Whereas, let, let let's say like you 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 weren't the popular person in high school. Maybe you didn't get maybe you didn't get picked for the football team, or maybe you didn't get a date to prom or something. And like you you uh you have a chip on your shoulder now, and and that's just who you are, and and that's what you solve for. I think that can be helpful, particularly in business when when you are simply outworking everybody else. And, and when I'm hiring people, that's the type of people that I'm looking for to, to join our team. And so I think it, it fits that type of person versus the person who's naturally gifted at, a, at something uh, doesn't necessarily have the forcing function for them to have to develop these other skills. That's how I've, I've experienced it. I dig that. I dig that. Yeah. I, and, I, and I think obviously there's levels of nuance to all of this. There's, anybody can do anything and there's the exceptions to every rule. But I, the way I'm hearing you talk about it, it does sound like something where um, you have to have a certain kind of like mindset that you yeah. want to punch above your white class, that there is that exactly. on your shoulder. And if you were kind of like, you know, the, the Clark Kent that could have tried out for the football team, but you didn't because you already had too much super strength. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I get, I get where you're going with that. So let's break this down. Let's talk about it. Um, because when we, we first connected about this, um, I was intrigued. I, I love the idea of a tripwire because I've only heard it in, um, the marketing context. So can you define what you mean by using a tripwire and, and how that um, how that factors into this idea of punching above your weight? Yeah, the first thing is is deciding the where you want to get to, where you want to go, the the kind of person you want to become. Like you you decide that, and maybe maybe it's like uh, uh, maybe it's maybe it's it relates to fitness, maybe it relates to business, maybe maybe it relates to. Uh, uh, raising capital for your business, and you're not the type of person who can get up in front of 12, 20 v VCs and give a great, compelling pitch. And so you decide you want to become this type of person. And then you lay out all of like the things you're going to do to get there. And like that's 
the hard thing is actually doing these things. And so what you do is you let you, you lay out these trip wires along the path. Um, and, and maybe even you can call them like a forcing function. So it's these things that, that you incrementally are going to be doing. So in the context of, you know, becoming a good public speaker, maybe you're signing up for, for Toastmasters, but not just one Toastmaster, you're signing up for like everyone in a, in a, in a 30 mile radius. Uh, and, and, and now you have like three or four of them a week. And, and then you're also getting a friend to join you, uh, to go to one with you, go, go with you. So you have that accountability and that's, that's really like a forcing function. Now, now you have to do this. You don't want to, uh, but now you have to. And, and so now, and if you do that for six months, you will become a good public speaker. And then the way you kind of got there was through incrementally working through a series of, of tripwires to, to get there. And, and, you know, and this stuff isn't rocket science, but I think the hard part is actually executing a plan. And if you look for ways to, to put in place things that you literally will have to trip over in order to, in order to get there, it can be helpful. I, I do this uh, in a lot of places in, in, in my life, both business and personal with, with fitness, it's as simple as maybe like I need to lose 10 pounds. So I'll sign up for a half marathon and I'll do it with a buddy. And then, and then, you know, next thing you know, we're both on, uh, map my run and, and we're looking at each other's runs every day. This is a, a thing, thing that I have to do to stay up, stay on track. Or, you know, I hate looking at, uh, uh, financial modeling. I hate looking at spreadsheets. Uh, but now my business is, is multiple eight figures. I have to, I have to be pretty good at that. So I, I've got a I've got a fractional CFO that makes a thousand dollars an hour that I meet with once a week, and I better have my my stuff together, my ducks in a row prepared for that meeting on 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 Friday, and and so that's a tripwire. It happens every week. I better have all of my stuff together. I better have poured over the data. Um, so you can do this stuff small and big, uh, cheap or expensive, uh, and and you can get to where you're trying to go. And to become the kind of person you're trying to become incrementally by tripping over stuff. So what I like about it, what I'm hearing is there's a couple of things I want to draw parallels to. So one, I think that there's like three factors that you've combined in here into your idea of tripwires. So I'm going to call them out and you tell me if you think I'm right on this. I think one, you're talking about uh, setting up an accountability uh, sort of, um, there's a, a gaming metric called, uh, or, or a, a gaming principle Um called like an appointment metric or something like that, or there's something where you have to be at happy hours, an example of it, like right. happy hours, like an appointment dynamic, you have to show up between this time and this time to get the reward, right? So you set up an appointment that has an accountability attached to it, then right. you're bringing in the second element, which is social pressure by bringing somebody else into it. Now you have accountability, not just to the date, but to a person. And then the third thing I heard you say was about you know, by making these a lot of things that are on the smaller side, you're also playing into the atomic habits, tiny habits method of like setting up a lot of little things. So it's like, even if you miss one, you've still got plenty of other little things that you're not getting. You've set up so many of them. It's like, you're not going to cancel all of them. So you're kind of setting yourself up with a cascade, almost like a domino effect where like, once you trip the one, you are already set up through social pressure and accountability and appointment dynamics that you're going to have to essentially follow through in some way or another. So you're, you're almost like putting yourself as a snowball rolling down a hill. Exactly. And you're set, you're keeping that momentum going and, and whether it be in business or, or in personal life, you can then take what little bit of money you're making and reinvest it into that flywheel. And, and how, how I do that is by hiring coaches, uh, hiring uh, consultants, um, hiring people, you know, in, in fitness, for example, you know, I, 
once a week, I have to train with my boxing coach and, and, you know, it's not a great boxing coach. He's not the hundred dollar, $200 buck an hour boxing coach. He's, he's an amateur. So he's much, much cheaper, but I can afford a 30, $40 an hour boxing coach. And so that's what I can afford now and, and, and justify as an expense. But guess what? I have to be there. I, I, I am, I have paid for 10, 10 lessons. They're all scheduled. There's a time I got to be there. I don't want to go. I don't want to be there. Like I, I feel like crap while doing the training, but I feel good when it's done. And so like, if you can reinvest in consultants, coaches, um, and things of that nature to keep the flywheel going, um, it, you'll, you'll wake up in a different world in, in a year or, or two. Yeah. And you just had a third uh, or, or a fourth thing, I guess, then, because what you're saying now is you've got appointment dynamic, you've got the social pressure and you've got the financial investment in exactly. it. Exactly. A little bit of pain. A little bit of pain. Right. And, and by then associating those with, you know, maybe making, um, you know, you kind of said a blend of small and large. Um, I really like how that kind of, uh, gets that momentum going. I like how you use the flywheel. That's a, that's a really good, um, mental image to it, but I like the way that you've set all of those up. And then I think the other thing that I'm calling out just for myself and, and others like me who are ADHD or on the neurodivergent side of things, that the idea of setting it up once and removing the paralysis of decision later, that to put it all on the schedule at once and having it set up there is a lot easier then, you know, one of the things I struggle with, with fitness, just using as an example, using fitness is if I have, to, when I walk into a gym, if I don't already know what it is that I have to do, I stand there, I do three, you know, maybe uh, three sets of, uh, of dips or something. And then I walk out of the gym, right? So I need the accountability. I need the list of what it is I'm supposed to do. I need to have everything all set up or else I'm just not going to be able to, to spur it on in the moment. So I like this idea also of setting it all up at once at the beginning setting all of those different accountability factors, all those different right. pressures, making it harder for you to break not just one, not just two, but potentially three different uh, metrics of accountability. And if you make them small enough, have them all set up, I can see how that pushes you into a place where if you've set the destination and you've got these tripwires along the way, I can see how tripping over one gets you to trip over the next, over the next, and over the next. Exactly. And and what I don't like to lead with it's not, I don't coach this professionally or anything, but when I'm telling friends about this kind of theory of mine, I don't like to lead with go hire uh, an expensive consultant or go hire a boxing coach because that's very off-putting to most people because they're not in the paradigm of paying for these sorts of things. And so they're, they're, they're very much like, oh, I would never do that, so no. And so they don't even think about trying to do any of this. Whereas if you, if you talk about literally free things you can do, uh, such as getting a buddy to meet you at the gym just once a week. Let's just start with that. Uh, maybe or, or Saturday morning, if you guys can't fit it in during the week um, and, and, and getting that accountability partner for free, then seeing the, the results and then, and then, and then getting some momentum going to where you could justify hiring a, a professional coach. Um, then you can kind of ease your way into this idea of, of laying out these tripwires that also have a price tag associated with them. Yeah. I like that also by adding additional accountability metrics as you go on, you've got the momentum from having started small and free. And by adding on as you go, you start to increase the stickiness of it. You make it harder for you to break away from the habit and the momentum. It's that whole like Jerry Seinfeld thing where he gets the streak going, you know, right. on the calendar. It's that whole idea that like, you know, if you can get yourself going with the little things, yep. grow into something bigger, start to add on more and more pressures and accountabilities. Yep. What Jerry Seinfeld could have done, <clears throat> which is a great, great example, uh, get on that winning streak, but what, what even better, 
what Jerry Seinfeld could have done before he became a billionaire. And maybe he did this. He, he maybe could have called up Bill Burr every day and they could have told each other the joke. Yeah. And whoever's joke was funnier by way of both of them agreeing had to buy drinks that weekend or something like that. Um, that's a tripwire. doesn't cost any money and you get to hang out with your buddy and, and it's this competitive thing too. Yep. Um, and if you do that every day, next thing you know, after a year, both of you are professional comedians. I like this. You're combining a whole lot of different ideas here. The, you know, the science of habit, you're talking about gaming dynamics, you're talking about camaraderie and, uh, you know, community around things. So there's, right. I think there's a lot here. That's a lot add of a little competition, add a little competition in there too. That's, a, that's yep. like a little sweetener. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I think this is a really kick-ass framework and, uh, I think you've given uh, a lot here for people to use and take away and immediately implement. Uh, which the whole idea of Rogue is stealing other people's superpowers and passing them on. So I want to thank you for coming on and sharing that superpower. Uh, tell people where they can go and learn more about you, where they can connect with you, where they can uh, follow some of your other podcast appearances so that they can learn more uh, about some of the other insights you have about building a business, about living a better life, becoming a superhero, whatever it is. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for having me on, Jeff. The The one place that I put all my stuff out on is Instagram. So you can reach me there. Just Brian M. Clayton, just drop me a DM or a follow there. Sweet. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes for everyone. And uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Rogue. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes and everywhere else where you get podcasts. And you can also follow this on YouTube and see the actual video conversation between me and my guests. So come back for another episode of Rogue. Brian, thank you again for coming on. This was really kick-ass. I'm going to implement this myself. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. I had fun.